Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. So Kamala today signed off on a plan to reduce carbon emissions in the public sector. It's the Public Sector Climate Action Mandate for 2023, which highlights the main climate action objectives for both public sector bodies and also outlines a range of actions to be taken to help reduce emissions by 51% by the end of the decade. And one of the eye-catching ones is the phasing out of parking for public servants in buildings where there's access to good transport services or mobility sharing options for most staff or visitors. So, Green Party Senator Pauline O'Reilly, who joins us in the studio, does that mean that most public servants are going to lose car parking spaces? Well, it means that it uh, that it's certainly going to be looked at and then there'll be some areas where people won't really lose that many because um, they mightn't have access to public transport. But in places where they are, it's certainly will and should be phased down because, I mean, if, you, if you're to look at the private sector, the vast majority of people don't expect a car parking space with their private sector job. They've been doing that for years already. So really, um, you know, th- this is about bringing the public sector in line with that and, and showing real leadership. But crucially, there'll be management there to ensure that it works for staff that that transition works for staff. Well, give examples. I mean, for example, if a school is serviced by a bus, does that mean that the teachers will be expected to share the buses with students? Okay, well, just to to say firstly that it doesn't include schools and it doesn't include local authorities but that's with the local authority part that's because it's it's catered for under another mandate but with schools that's not certainly not part of this plan at all this is about you know government buildings about um, all of the different departments and there's actually about 350,000 people work in that sector in the public sector and it's about those and uh, uh, do we have any idea of how many of those actually have parking I don't have the number but I know that there there is a significant amount of parking in some public sector buildings but you know, not everybody has access to a car parking space, even when they work in the public sector. But politicians so it, do. Members of the Shannon and members mm-hmm. of Doyle Aaron and those who did once and who no longer are elected members have car parking facilities in Leinster House. In fact, do. there was a beautiful lawn ripped up mm-hmm. about 20 years ago to actually put down car parking as well. Will those be removed? Will senators and TDs be told to use public transport to get to Leinster well, House? They cer- well, they certainly um, should be looking at that. Now, as I say, some people can't do it and, you know, some of the staff can't do it. And there'll be things for people who are working with, say, out of hours specifically where they will have um, different allocations for parking. But it, it will be absolutely looking at who can access it through other means and then ensuring that if you can, then parking is kind of a matter for yourself. Now, this today, actually, we cycled out of the gates of Kildare Street, of Leinster House and Kildare Street together en masse. Uh, many of us across the Oireachtas, the Shannon and the Dáil and indeed staff members and cycled um, around Merrion Square just to, I suppose, show a, a sign of support for Bike Week. Um, and I personally feel that when other people are cycling with you, you feel a lot safer. We have to get to that point where actually we do have a larger number of people doing things in order for it to feel like an alternative for people. 
Um, so I think it's it's a good move in the right direction. But you, as you said yourself, Matt, it uses the word phased because I think there's a recognition there that when people have been used to things a certain way, it does it is a, it is a leap for okay. people. Michael Healy Ray, Independent TD for Kerry, will you support this attempt to try and get public servants onto public transport instead of depending on their cars and having free parking available to them? Well, whenever you'd offer support for anything, you'd want to know, first of all, what you're supporting. And even Senator O'Reilly there doesn't actually know what she's supporting because when you speak about adequate public transport, who's going to determine whether the public servant has adequate public transport or not? For example, if a person, if their own uh, house, where their home where they're leaving, if they're a mile or half a mile or four miles or five miles or 50 miles away from where the public transport is to be joined up to take them into work, and then when they land in the public transport, how near will that take them to their place of work? We're already after spending millions and millions on infrastructure, providing car parking spaces in buildings, in the basements of buildings, out the back of buildings. And now Minister Ryan, and I'm very disappointed that the Cabinet, that Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael are just leaving the tail wag the dog all the time. And they're not willing to stand up for what they actually believe in an awful lot of them because they know that this is nonsense. They believe it is nonsense and they don't agree with it, but they're afraid to come out and say it. I've said this today inside the Dáil to uh, the, um, Minister Heather Humphreys was taking questions for the Taoiseach. And I raised this matter and I said that this was coming out of the same mouth as the, from the men who told us in rural Ireland, for example, that in uh, smaller villages that we should have no cars whatsoever and that we should have a few cars in the local village, and we should walk down from our homes and walk uh, and cycle and hope that the car might be there and that we'd all carpool. But I think that was the same week that he announced he wanted to reintroduce wolves into Ireland. So, I mean... I mean, honestly, I, this is this is all pie-in-the-sky stuff. Sorry, no, I it, didn't it, interrupt you at all, Pauline. That's and I, true. I, no, that's true. I'll, Pauline, I'll let you know yeah. one second, Pauline. Yeah, I'm nearly finished and who can talk away then all who like, but I'd like my chance to just finish my point. My point is that because of the political workings of government and the seats and the fact that the Taoiseach wants to stay, stay the Taoiseach and the Tarnister wants to stay in his job and so on and so forth, that no matter what Eamon Ryan comes up with, no matter how half-baked it is, no matter how brained, uh, half-air-brained uh, it is, they'll just go along with it. And I think that's wrong. And I don't think that the public servants of Ireland who work hard and all of the other people, it's not illegal to own a car in this country and to want to use it to go to work. And we all don't have the benefit of being like Eamon Ryan and being able to put on, get up on a bicycle just for show and have the state car coming along behind him with his papers. I mean... Have you any evidence that he's ever done that? Because, you know, that's the type of thing maybe Boris Johnson used to do in London. But I can know I've seen Eamon Ryan cycling and no sign of any state car behind him. So have you any evidence that that actually has ever happened? Are you just making that up, Michael? Can I ask you a question? No, can you answer my question? I will, I will. Have you any evidence of it? If you'll give me the opportunity to finish, I'll answer it for you. How can any one of us, and when I say us, I mean a politician, how are we supposed to take stuff around with us if, like, you can't carry your papers, the documents you need, all the different things you need to take to work? I mean... Have you never heard of a backpack on a bike? It's it's obvious that there's stuff being taken for him, and it's not 
just going oh, to Oh, it's the, obvious. Uh, you don't have any evidence, so Okay, well, Pauline. Well, no, sorry, Michael, you haven't evidence. You haven't It didn't happen in Limerick at all, and you're just making that up now. But listen, listen, I let... No, listen. Would you leave Pauline speak now, please, Michael? Michael, so it's all very well having your say as long as it's factually correct, and a lot of what you said isn't. But I can tell you that I come from Galway every week with a bike with enough uh, belongings with me for three days stay in Dublin and it's perfectly achievable. That's for a start. So you bring the bike on the train, do you? I do bring the bike on the train and I have my belongings for the three days with me. Um, So it it is perfectly achievable, but I do think that people are nervous about it and that's why it is important to phase things. But this is about um, the Minister writing um, to all of the the, the public offices and will say that they need to have a green team, that there'll be somebody um, who will be on the management who will be overseeing this. And there's an awful lot more to it, like ending use of disposable cups um, and really showing leadership. Things that we are going to see across general society, we need to see the public sector actually take the lead in that. And in the end of the day, they're also making policy. So it's important that they see what the impacts, what works and what doesn't work. Um, But nobody is saying that if it isn't achievable or or accessible for somebody that they would be forced to do it. And I would like to hear from Michael, if it is a case, he's saying, you know, what's the level of of accessibility? Well, what's the level of accessibility that Michael thinks it is realistic to say that somebody should um, be expected to use the kind of transport that is being made available? Well, I didn't introduce this today to Cabinet. So the person that introduced it should surely be able to answer that question for you. And he's the leader of the political grouping that you belong to. So maybe you'd ask him to answer it, but you can't because he won't be able to answer it because he has already failed to give the detail. It's like an awful lot of other suggestions that are brought out by Eamon Ryan and his party. They make these suggestions, they go implementing them without following through. It's the exact same as the wood chip that's coming from Brazil uh, at the moment, which you would all like to deny, but it's there. It's being transported from fines uh, and uh, we're in, in the middle of an energy crisis where we really are telling everybody to use more and more electricity and we're producing less and less of it and at enormous cost. And all you want to do is stick your head in the sand and ignore that. But sorry, so, Michael, you did not answer the question, Pauline. Did, no, I, well, you I, didn't. I you did, she I asked what you would, what yes, you would I, think, and instead I, you didn't answer because you just said that you hadn't been told by the minister. No, what I told her was ask the man who introduced it before cabinet today. And do you not have any opinion as to how it might work? Well, well given the climate like, targets we have to face for twenty thirty, which are EU imposed. What I would like to say to you in reply to that, when a person goes before cabinet and says he wants to introduce this as law and he wants to make this happen, surely be to God, he would be able to answer those type of questions. Why is he not on this evening answering those questions? Because he can't. Well, sorry, actually, as it happens, Michael, we actually are doing a special phone-in with Minister Eamon Ryan next Tuesday between 5 o'clock and 6 o'clock where the listeners to the last word will be able to send in all of their questions in relation to environmental matters. And he's going to put himself in the studio here for an hour next Tuesday, so he will answer them. Well, I will be asking him as well at the earliest opportunity on the record inside the doll. And the question I will be asking him is, how or who is going to determine what is an acceptable level of public transport for a person to have? Because you know that at present, there is not buses passing at peak times, passing people by. So if everybody is told, leave your car behind today, are you seriously trying to tell me that the public tra- transport is there? You know it's not there. 
So I don't know why you're trying to defend this because you know it's wrong. I'm not trying to and, defend and, anything, Michael. I'm asking you to well, answer well, the questions that have been put can, to you. Can, can I ask you a question? No, you, you can't you because you're not answering my questions and my this? job is to ask the questions. It's not your job to ask questions. It's your job as a elected representative to answer questions. Right. Well, I'll give you this answer. There are not empty buses or empty uh, anything else passing people by at peak times in which they could use those. And so that's a reasonable point. Yes, but it is a reasonable point, but you don't want to hear it. I've just let you said it, and I've agreed with you that it's a reasonable point. So how can you turn around and tell me that I don't want to hear it, Michael, when I've just agreed with you? It's a miracle that you'd agree with anything that I'd say because you don't seem to like common sense. Michael, can I give you other common sense? What about the fact that people in the private sector don't have car parking spaces like people in the public sector? How come they're able to get by with using public transport? But you see, who said they are? I'm representing an awful lot of people who don't have public transport and we have to use our own cars to get to me to me. If you're living in an awful lot of the countryside that I represent, people have to have their own cars, even though Eamon Ryan tells them to carpool and, and all this nonsense. People have to live. They have to get up and go to work. And Eamon Ryan seems to forget that fact, as do the people who support him. But... They will have to face the people next year. They'll have to get up on their bicycles and they'll have to go out on whatever mode of transport they like and they'll have to ask the people to vote for them. And we will see what will happen to the Green Party themselves and their policies. No more than any one of us will be accountable to the people next year and let the public servants and let everybody else decide who they want to vote for. And that will give Eamon Ryan and myself and the rest of us our answer. And, and Pauline O'Reilly, yeah. how fearful are you of that, that what you're proposing is not popular with the public, these are not measures that they want implemented. Well, when you look at the actual research that the EPA did, they found that there are just as many people in rural Ireland as there are in urban Ireland that really care about the environment. This is about providing workable solutions. And if we were to come and say, you know, this is exactly how it's going to work for every single public sector, then then there'd be a backlash. You're not listening to people. So I think that is the correct way to say there's a, a green team within all of the public service. Um, there is an obligation under the law for the public service to reduce its climate emissions by 50%. And this is part of the way that we do that. And it's also in the, in the kinds of new buildings. But I, I think that, you know, it's all very well for people to come on and criticise others, but actually they have don't seem to have, Michael doesn't seem to have any solutions whatsoever himself. Okay, we're leaving it there. Pauline O'Reilly, Green Party Senator, Michael Healy Ray, Independent TD for Kerry. Thank you. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4 30.